You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, everybody. we got a new contest for you over at the Hockey Podcast Network. Want a chance to win $200? Listen up. Join us in the first annual THPN NHL Draft Lottery Contest. So with the playoffs just around the corner, so comes the chance to see where the teams sit in the draft lottery. THPN has teamed up with Tankathon and Cool Hockey to bring you another great opportunity to get some free merch. Rules are pretty simple, so here we go. Step one, head over to www.tankathon.com NHL and click Sim Lottery. Now, folks, you can resim the lottery as many times as you would like to get what you believe to be the actual NHL draft lotto outcome come early April. Step two, when you get what you believe is the winner, screenshot your top 15 outcome and post it in the comments for the contest tweet found on the THPN Twitter account. Post your entry, tag a friend, and retweet. It's that simple, folks. Contestants must follow the following Twitter accounts. At HockeyPodNet, at Tankathon, at CoolHockey to qualify. In the event of a tie, those tied will be entered into a draw, winner selected randomly. Only one submission per Twitter account. Contest ends April 4th. Good luck. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Devil's Advocates Rebuilding Hell Podcast, brought to you by the generous folks over at the Hockey Podcast Network. We have another exciting, informative, and well-fuck-it rant-filled podcast coming your way. Stay tuned. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of The Devil's Advocates. Uh, as always, we're joined by a very special, and this one especially, a very special uh, intro and guest. He's the same guest as always, but Shane Ryan's back, as always. <laughs> um, how many times can um, I say that? But Shane, how are we doing? Uh, I'm good. I think I, I think I just disappeared for a while. Pretty sure I'm one of the co-hosts on this show. <laughs> I should be here. <laughs> we just keep it spicy. But uh, Shane just recently became uh, an internet sensation. Not in a sense. He's in just about every viral video, uh, you know, based off of the awesome Bobby Ryan return. You can see Shane just absolutely fucking in love with the sport. 
Um, losing my shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> it was awesome. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, as you guys can probably tell by listening to my voice, it's uh, I went to the game on Thursday where they Bobby Ryan made his return, home return versus the Canucks, and he pondered a hat trick. And it's funny because I was talking to the people I went with before the game, and I said, like, watch them, watch them get a hat trick. Just watch them happen. You know, it happened. And uh, after the third goal, you can see me just lose my shit. <laughs> on, it's on, uh, it's the end of the highlight packages on uh, the NHL's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So, yeah, that, and my voice is still recovering. Yeah. Uh, goofy intro. I'm, I guess I'm just so frazzled with, uh, with seeing my co-host on 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 national television uh you know he's he's the co-host he's not really a guest but man i'm i was just i've been waiting so long for this podcast to come around so i can just even just talk to this man about it um you know with you guys i mean this is a very special moment for for not just his podcast the frozen biscuit but for shane himself bobby ryan is uh unmistakably your favorite player and for him to you know, overcome adversity. How long? I I'm, I don't remember how many he days he's been away from the game, but you know, obviously took the time off to better himself and came back and has literally a historic you know return. Yeah, so he left in the middle of November, uh, if I remember correctly, it was like November sixteenth. He's a, just over now a hundred days sober, which you know, if you're talking to uh any if you talk to any you know person who's dealt with addiction the 100 day mark is so important for for a lot of them so that's one thing to to show like he he actually wants to get better and he's doing it and you know we should celebrate that 100 100 day mark and you know he should be proud his wife his family and his wife should all be proud he should be proud of that yeah man um and i mean there's been been, there's been you know numerous players in the past that had to had to leave for you know rehabilitation um but i don't i can't really remember i mean i'm sure there is one but like you know in this day and age like no one has really come back and and it's made uh, an instant impact and and just you know like bobby ryan and it it just shows just how much he cares about this game you know and it, it couldn't have been a better you know return um, there was nothing but people wearing number nine jerseys. Um, I mean, not even a, a, a big Senators fans, but it was like I tuned in for this game. Like this was so awesome to watch, and for him to to be able to end the game like that, you know what? Like, how, what do? How can you even fathom that? You know? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the only player that that comes to mind when it's been like so public has been Robin Leonard. Mm-hmm. Uh, his last year in Buffalo, he he entered the program near the end of the season. And if I remember correctly, it was because of prescription abuse and alcohol abuse. And he came back at the start of the season with the Islanders and put on a Vesna Trophy winning season. He didn't win the Vesna Trophy, but uh, he was one, I believe he was one of the finalists and he was, you know, considered to be one of the better goalies. And he's continued it on this year with Chicago and now Vegas, but you don't see a lot of players publicly go through this. You know, they go at, like, 
if you listen to the Bobby Ryan interviews, as he go, most players, we don't even know, you know, there's some players out there that we would never even expect to have gone through this program. They go in June very quietly. No one cares. There's no media press and they're backed by the regular season and they're totally. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, it's, it's astounding, you know, um, that when they can overcome this, like how, how much welcome, like how welcoming the, the, the community is for these players. Um, now in the past, it hasn't been so much, you know, like you can like a Theo Fleury almost or like, uh, what was that guy from the seventies played for Boston, uh, Derek Sanderson. Um, but it was so awesome because I remember when Bobby Ryan left, like, dude, like, Twitter was just being so fucking brutal to this, man. It's like, look, man, like, you can't – you can't even, you know, come to terms, like, like what what's going on with, you know, with, with a human in general, like, especially, like, one playing at, at this type of level and it has the cameras on him constantly. Like, he is going through, you know, something that we can't understand. So, it's like you're beating up on him because you're taking it as a fan perspective and it's not even – like, you don't even have to be a fan for him. You're just, like – pointing the blame that like he can't handle it and I think it's, it's really fucked up considering these guys do a lot to be where they are and um you know to to take the time off come back and presumably pick up where you yeah, left I off mean, you know I think with Bobby Ryan it just it, it was so public uh like when he went into the program it was everywhere it was all over media and it was very but it was very hush hush there was no reason why there was no like it just seemed so abrupt Right. So he just for, needed to leave, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, for a lot of teams, and, you know, there, there's definitely been situations, I think, for Leonard, um, they just put him as, like, an upper body injury or, like, a personal leave for a while. Like, there was no actual uh, indication that he went to the program. Right. Like, at least for the first little while. I, I'm happy he's back. I'm happy he's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know what a what a game to watch, and then just uh, happen to see your co-host on on national television just losing their fucking mind was just the icing on the cake for me. Uh, not even gonna fucking lie, but uh, yeah. man, I'm so happy that you got to like witness that. You know, like for someone who can go to a game uh, as easy as you do, um, and and then to go to to cheer on, you know, your favorite player, and then he comes out and just has a magical fucking night. Like I know that was absolutely special for you. Yeah, it was uh, it was nice. There was a lot of like Bobby jerseys six and nine, mm-hmm. so it was a uh, it was a good it was a good game. I mean, we got the win, which was I think if you ask him was the most important part. Right. Yeah. <laughs> super think... super team player. Uh, I mean, if if you didn't get fucking emotional watching Bobby Ryan on the on the fucking bench, you you're like a robot. You know, like I think the problem with Bobby is just he's had so many. Like he's a seven million dollar guy. That that's his cap hit. Right. And if you look at his productions over the last three years, you know, before all this happened, you look at it like, okay, this guy's overpaid, he's underproducing. And then you add into the fact that he's been dealing with whatever he was dealing with over the last three years, everything kind of makes sense. The timelines match up. And I think from the senator's fan base perspective, is if he's healthy mentally because apparently, according to the coaching staff, he's in the be- like, he's in better shape now than he was at training camp. Mm, and good. you know, even if you listen to some of his interviews, like he's talking about, he had to learn, he had to relearn how to say that 
like even that kind of thought process is scary to think of like you have to relearn how to sleep properly right like that you know for an everyday person like that's scary and you know if a healthy physically and more importantly a a mentally healthy bobby ryan can finish this campaign off strong head into next campaign and you know the same kind of mental space you know a physical standpoint yeah, he'll be, I think, 33, but this is a whole new start for him. He could be 33 playing like he's 23 again. Absolutely. Um, it, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it, it's, it's common, you know, because you don't really hear about it, like, especially like, like you're saying, like midseason, like someone coming back, like Robin Leonard and, and Bobby Ryan. But, I mean, uh, you know, like this could really, like this momentum swing for him could really just carry on to, you know, like you're saying, like – you know, uh, rejuvenate and almost create like a, you know, a, a younger Bobby Ryan back out there. Yeah. And maybe playing with kids is the best thing for him. Yeah. Got to be great for him on, on the bench with, with some of these young guys, but man, uh, you know, we'll get to some devil's talk, but man, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't help myself but talk to this man about it. Uh, sitting, sitting in the fucking stands, you know, watching it happen. And then, you know, get on television is pretty fucking awesome too. Only thing we need to do is like, we now need to get like, uh, THPN uh, merchandise, so it's like at least we can have a hat on you, you know, <laughs> in case this happens again. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta walk, uh, look into that. But um, you know, uh, folks, we're gonna head into some Devils talk. So you know, it'll be a day late for you guys. But as as we're speaking right now, we are facing the the Ducks right now uh, on our our West Coast run, and uh, you know, for the second second time in and two games. Well, three games, sorry. We got Corey, Corey Schneider's back in net uh, facing off against uh, – who who was starting for them? I want to say it's Gibson. It's good. Yeah, it's Gibson. Yeah. So, it's Gibson. A little uh, uneasy with Corey Schneider being back in the game. You know, it, 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 I, guess it, I guess it was kind of a it, – it did kind of suck to lose to Ming. But, uh, I mean, we, we moved around some things, and it, it, it's in our benefit. You know, but Corey Schneider is definitely not what he once was. Um, as of right now, Corey Snyder this season has played 11 games. He's got nine starts. He's at a one, six, and two uh, is his win, you know, win-loss and overtime. Uh, he's allowed 38 goals, and he's sitting at, a, as of right now, a .868, allowing 4.08 goals average. So, uh, you know, this is a team that isn't really uh, offensive right now, and I'm talking about the Ducks. But Corey Snyder is not, you know, my favorite to be in net. But we got to sit Blackwood. Uh, I guess we don't have to, but it would be really good not to burn this guy out. Yeah, and I mean, when you have literally just over a month left of the season, you want to see what Corey can do because he's most likely going to be the backup next year unless they decide to buy him out, which doesn't make any sense because they need to get to the cap floor. Right. But I would definitely, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how he plays and how the team plays in front of him in the stretch run. Well, yeah, you know, uh, despite the Ducks uh, having a, a shaky start, uh, same thing with last season, uh, they are trying to win their third game in a row. Unfortunate for us, two games back, you know, ours, ours ended with, uh, I want to say we were at a four-game win streak. It was really fucking awesome. Um, but, you know, the Ducks are going for their third tonight, and um, I don't, I don't think they – I mean, I think they got a chance. They did just win overtime in Edmonton, but I don't think that 
I think that we would have a, a little bit more of an edge. I think they went into the Edmonton game probably trying to play it all out. And it seems that when teams go to play us, they don't take us as seriously as they should. Misfortunes and, come their way. So that's what I'm hoping for tonight. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I think this is a game we should lose. You know, oh, we, yeah. And we just look at the draft, like just purely based off of, of drafting and giving us the better chance of getting us a pick. I'd be okay with losing this game. Yeah. Uh, right now, uh, so folks, you know, obviously we're doing the tankathon. Uh, uh, how would I even put it? Um, so we're doing the tankathon or cool hockey cool x tankathon and tankathon uh, draft lottery contest. 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 The word I couldn't think of is contest. But, uh, folks, uh, when you pull up Tankathon right now, it automatically pulls up, you know, what they believe is the current standings. Uh, we did drop down one, so now we are sitting at uh, – New Jersey is at 6-10, moving uh, Montreal into the ninth spot, and 18 with the uh, Vancouver pick that we have. Um, so, I mean, we're still looking great as far as uh, first-round picks, but uh, definitely it would be great to, to start moving up a little bit higher. Um, I mean, we are sitting at six. I'd like to see us around maybe four. Uh, Ottawa can definitely oh, – Jesus, right now it's got Ottawa at three and four as the pick. So, that's that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, even if you just uh, – you do a couple of sims, you're more likely to finish Ottawa. You know, there's definitely somewhere that they drop. But, you know, for for New Jersey's sake – you want Arizona to miss the playoffs and finish fourth through fourth or fifth. You don't want them in the top three because it's top three protected. Mm-hmm. I just did one and had Minnesota jump 12 spots to first. Wow. Yeah, I just refreshed mine and uh, not much change. Uh, I just did one. New Jersey went to second. Ottawa was first and third. Detroit at fourth. Yeah, I don't. I don't have the hot hands right now. Uh, everything I do, we, uh, we are staying the, the exact same right now, but, uh, folks, it's definitely something really interesting to get in. Uh, it's absolutely free. All you have to do is, uh, follow, I believe it's Tankathon, Cool Hockey and the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, your goal is to, you know, hit the reset button as many times as you want to get the, the best, what you believe is going to be the final outcome of this season's top 15. Uh, the closest person to that gets a $200 gift card to uh, Cool Hockey, which uh, if, if I was them, I would definitely get the mystery box and I'll uh, get that chance at the $1,000 uh, yeah, $1, card and a chance to get maybe an autographed jersey. You know, And if, if you don't like the jersey, hey, man, Christmas is coming around the corner. Maybe not as close as now, but you can easily Yo, back the fact that it's already more. March is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, Swift Fantasy. Uh, we got one more week until the uh, the playoffs start, so uh, I got a month left. I got a month left of fantasy starting tomorrow, and uh, it's definitely giving me the Warriors. I don't know what I'm going to do in the off season without hockey. Definitely something I do not like. But um, so you know, uh, as we were saying, you know. Uh, New Jersey is playing the Ducks right now. There's not much uh, of an update. Still 0-0. I'll refresh it just to make sure. But uh, let's go back and we'll take a look at uh, the previous games. You know, the last time we we left you guys, we kind of knew we were going to beat – we knew we were going to beat, what you call it, the Red Wings. 
uh, despite we probably could have probably could have lost that one. You know, it's kind of a time to lose. But I mean, we were, we were on a good we were on a good run. That was three games in a row. Then we go on to face uh, the San Jose Sharks once again, basically a week apart. And uh, man, played some really solid hockey. Um, and it we lose it in OT. You know, so uh, before we even get into these two games, you know that our our two losses have been in overtime. So we do gain a point each, but. I don't know if uh, if that's in our best interest, like Shane had mentioned earlier. But still, in all, we are playing relatively decent hockey with uh, with everything that's going on with this team. Yeah, I mean, you know, you want to finish the season out strong, but also understand that you know the better we do, the worse picks we'll get, and we'll just start bumping back. Yeah, which is exactly what we want. Yeah, I mean, I definitely would hate for us to have three first round draft picks and you know we got two out of the 15 spot and then you know one deep like I'd love to keep where you know I'd love to go at least five and up um well, I keep saying but we're that, at six you know well, I keep saying that it would be funny if Ottawa picked first and third Detroit mm-hmm. picked fourth New Jersey picked second and fifth or any combination of said like combo <laughs> Yeah, uh, so Shane is still, still really, really gung ho on making not only um, you know the Red Wings a uh, terrible season. Worse is to is to take any chance of them getting you know the number one draft pick. Um, <laughs> and then really forcing them out of out of the the better of the uh, the top five. Yeah, I just did a sim and Ottawa finished one two with San Jose's pick winning the first overall. That's nuts. Man, I, I don't have the flavor on Tankathon right now, man. I keep getting the same thing. Well, realistically, the the big numbers should come – like the big differences should come one through five. Like you shouldn't yeah. you shouldn't see teams at five, like 15, 14, and 13. Jumping, jumping too high. All the yeah. way to the side. Like that's where like people complain about it. But, you know, it is what it is. It's not the end of the world. No, it's far from it. Um, man, updated it again. You guys are still sitting in Ottawa, uh, three and four, uh, and then we're at six and ten. I can't get it to do anything else, uh, so I'm going to stop playing with Tankathon. <laughs> you know, so we go, so we go into the uh, the Sharks game, and uh, once again we start off scoring, which is which is something that's been really great for us as of late. We could lose, but we're, we're coming in and we're attacking very early on, and it's been successful for us. Uh, Travis Zajac and then Nikita Gusev both score in the first period, and then uh, that is the end of our scoring. But I mean, it's it's great to see uh, us finding momentum very early on in these games. Um, our faceoffs are still predominantly doing a lot better with Nico Heischer back uh, sitting at fifty five percent in this specific game. Uh, one thing about Nico Heischer is that uh, I think he's been. He hasn't really made an offensive impact in the past six games. I believe he's been take, kept off the scoring sheet. I mean, how do you feel about that? You know, I know he's coming back from an injury. You know, is he still trying to maybe get loose back in the game, or is it just, you know? It's just bad luck. Yeah. Every player goes through it. I mean, New Jersey in and out of itself isn't very good right now. So it's just – Take the good with the bad and the bad with the good. And unfortunately, we're just at that bad part. Uh, we've seen it all year with the way Hughes has been playing. It's just the general 
talent on this team isn't very, very high. So we're seeing, you know, the elite players being stifled and they're not playing the way they should be if they had a other talent, not necessarily elite talent, but definitely better than average talent around them. Absolutely. Um, and it, it was a very competitive game. Uh, the hits were pretty high. Um, looking at 30 hits to the Devils, 24. And then um, I'm sure that a lot of these block shots came between the second and third period. Uh, we sustained 21 blocks uh, to their eight. So, I mean, we really tried to keep keep this game as close as we could. Uh, but the second period, you know, goes to the Sharks with Mario uh, Ferraro scoring and also uh, Marcus Sorensen. Uh, but really what kills us is an overtime. You know, uh, Logan Couture comes back uh, from his injury and makes an impact in his first game back. It's his 15th goal of the season. And uh, one thing that was – I mean, I can't even really say we kept Kane off the, the scoring sheet. He's got two assists in the game. I think we played a, a relatively good game that night. But like you're saying, um, you know, some of our better players, it's it's kind of hard for them to to produce right now with, with the type of team we have. But at the same time, well, I would rather Nico Hesha have a slump right now. It's good for our draft pick security. And at the same time, I would really hate for him to get hurt again. You know, granted, we all going close to the offseason, so he would have more recovery. But I would really hate for this guy to get hurt again. You know what's crazy? Only one team has been eliminated from the playoffs so far. That is true. Like, we are the last, like basically the last 15 games or so of the season for most teams. Mm-hmm. And there's only been one team eliminated. And I mean, I, normally I, we would have at least one or two, one or two uh, every day coming, you know, up until like, this point. The fact that, you know, Ottawa, New Jersey, but like they're still mathematically in yeah. the playoffs is ridiculous. <laughs> like, it just makes the colossal failure of uh, the Red Wings just that more. It's just what, what a crazy They've been eliminated though. for four games already. That is insane. Like they're sitting at – they've like, so when I did the win percentage a couple like at the beginning of February – I believe it was, or like middle of January, they were sitting at a 0.2691 percentage. They have dropped to a two, a 0.261 win percentage. They've dropped 0.08% in wins in like a month. Oh, man. I mean, I, I guess at this point, you know, it's, it's fucking go in and fail uh, and just get, get it. Get your get get your first round draft pick as high as you can. That is fucking nuts, man. I'm not gonna lie, that is fucking crazy. You know, uh, a year back we have you know uh, Tampa Bay, you know, solidifying having the greatest season um, of modern, you know, modern hockey, uh, tying the legendary Red Wings <laughs> with uh, 62 games and then uh, 62 wins in a season, and then uh, the Red Wings come out the next season and have you know. Ultimately, the, the worst wreck, worst record of this era as well. So it's I mean, ridiculous. It's a joke. If only, if only they could have did it in the same season, it would have been that much fucking crazy. It did literally like almost pass the torch to each other. <laughs> yeah, I remember when you know the the lightning sucked. I mean, fuck, man, the lightning, the lightning are once again uh, one of the top teams that that people are looking at as far as uh, having a chance to go pretty deep in the playoffs, but we haven't seen that happen since Ben Bishop <laughs> was in that form against uh, 
Chicago in what, 2015? I think that's like that. Yeah, I think so. But yeah. So, you know, uh, back back to that game. We'll close it out right here. Uh, as far as against the Sharks game, that was Corey Snyder's first game back since moving him back. So he's he ended the game. I mean, he did pretty good. 27 saves on 30 shots. Uh, ended the game at a point nine hundred. That's better than he's been doing as of late. But you know, uh, we lose the game. Uh, what is that? Uh, three two in overtime. Um, I guess we can just just quickly go over this one. You know, so we go we go on to play Los Angeles. Um, I mean, we we're really on the road for these games predominantly, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I think it's a five. I think we're on the road for the next. Yep. The next five games, well, I'm sorry, three games as of now, and then by the time you you guys hear this, uh, we'll have one game left on this uh, on this five game road stretch, uh, which will be against Vegas on Tuesday. But yeah, so I mean, we go up against the Kings, and really, uh, we played keep away with the Kings the whole game, um, but it does not show that on on like the score sheet uh, as far as like not not the the total score outcome, but uh, faceoffs they really. They really drilled us on that. Uh, we were pretty neck and neck on shots on goal. The hits were, I mean, we got annihilated. They hit 32 to 17 on us. Uh, our block shots was up once again, but our takeaways really, really folded us in. But uh, another game where we do finish, where we start the game scoring again, Jesper Bratt gets his 15th goal of the season. And uh, in two games, Gusev has had, uh, you know, a, a goal and assist. So that's awesome for that. But, we go into the second period, Dustin Brown, you know, uh, ties it up and then nothing in the third and then go to Adrian Kempe and for uh, L.A. to, you know, to finish us out. But, I mean, really, we, we kept the puck away from just about the whole game. And then in OT, the, the the Kings really just held the puck until they found an opening. And uh, it sucks because um, it was Blackwood's – it would have been his seventh win, but we closed out at a six-win streak. For Blackwood, which is really awesome for him. He ends the game with a point nine four seven. Fuck, I mean, we looked really good in this game, despite you know not having a great faceoff record um, <clears throat> in this game, and and the, you know not really finding any offense. We did keep the puck away from there pretty well. Yeah, I mean, we played a good game, and unfortunately, you know that's a game where it's there's really nothing else to do besides hope for the best, and you know, unfortunately. Like we just couldn't capitalize on our chances. And that's really what hurts us, you know, game in and game out is the inability to finish where we like what we started. Right. Um, it was a pretty pretty cool game for two brothers. Uh one guy that we've been talking about a little bit as of late, uh Josh Anderson and his brother uh played in their I want to say it's their first national, you know, national hockey league game against each other. Um, pretty yeah, cool. It was his brother, Mikey, or yeah, yeah the, Mikey. his brother's first NHL game. Yeah, man. Uh, so that was really neat. I saw them. Uh, they got to take a picture, uh, you know, pregame. Really awesome to see two brothers get to compete against each other. Mikey is a, uh, is a defenseman for, for the LA Kings and, uh, I'm sure he's he's happy that he he got the win over his brother, but uh, I mean, still, it was a really, really cool moment to see. Uh, despite LA wearing those ugly ass jerseys, I do like the um, the almost like knightly silver helmet they have, but that's about it that I like about that jersey. You know what's crazy? Imagine if Tampa drafted Jeff Skinner 
instead of Brett Connolly in the 2010 draft. <laughs> We're going deep. <laughs> Man, Yo, that would have been Campbell something. Campbell was picked 11th that year, right before Cam Fowler. Really? Yeah. Like you just Bo got this Bernie. randomly pulled up? You just, just going deep into it? <laughs> Kevin Hayes was drafted that year by Chicago. Wow. But, like, Charlie Coyle was a first-round pick by San Jose. Um, Michael Granlin, Alexander Burmistrov, Jack Campbell, Nito Niederreier, damn, Bo Bennett, Nick uh, Bukestad, Riley Shahan, Jared Tenord- uh, Tenorti. Wow. All first-round picks. Really? That's, yeah. That was all the first. Jesus Christ. Jason Zucker was – Late second round, damn Ryan Spooner, Tyler Toffoli. Wow, that's uh, that's LA's fucking, you know, two thirds of the that dominant line with Jeff Carter right there drafted that one season. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's fucking nuts, dude. I I love how you just randomly pulled that up now. (laughs) Now just thinking about how that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a pretty good first round. Twenty eleven was ridiculous. Nugent Hopkins, Landeskog, Huberto, Larson, Strom, Zabandajad, Shifley, Couturier, Hamilton, Brodian, Simon, Siemens, Simons? Siemens, um, I guess. Virgie, <laughs> Alenciak, JT Miller, Armia, Bidia, wow. McNeil, Clefbaum, Nosen, Pumple, fuck, Namasnikov, Raquel. Wow. Yeah, so 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 basically, all these like really good middle game players are just fucking all from yeah, this draft. And like, the bigger, the biggest one, or the two, two of the biggest ones, John Gibson and Nika, uh, Nikita Kucherov for second round picks. Vincent Trocek was a third round pick that year. Jordan Bennington was a third round pick. Johnny Goudreau was a fourth. Goudreau went that far back. Yeah. That's nuts. I'm sure it was a size. Oh, 100%. Which is insane. You know, uh, they've proven themselves over the years that, you know, uh, yeah, obviously, like, dude, you take a nasty hit. It's going to look worse when a when a fucking Zidane Ochara size person takes out, you know, a Johnny Goodrow. You know, look at Cole Colefield, you know, drops down to 15th. Uh, granted, he did go in the first round, but, you know, like, there's still – Base and size is, is a big factor in this game. Uh, quick update: the Devils are up one nothing on the Ducks right now. So once again, this is you know without me looking far back, this is three games in a row. We've got the we've got the advantage starting off very early. Um, trying to see who scored for us. I wish I was able to watch it. So it's a uh, Pavel Zaka gets his seventh of the of the season, uh, assisted by uh, Jesper Bratt and PK Subban. It's a power play goal at that. So man, we're running. <laughs> uh, Zaka buries it one nothing. Snyder's in net, like uh, like I said before. Uh, you know, second game in, in three, um, up against Gibson, who we just talked about was a second round. Yeah, second rounder. <laughs> Man, twenty twelve was so bad. Yeah, who we got? Pull it up. Neil Yakupov, oh. Ryan Murray, Alex Galchenyuk, Griffin Reinhardt, Morgan Riley. Uh, Ampus Lindholm, Matthew Dumba, Derek Pouliot, Jacob Truba, Slater Kioki, Philip Forsberg, Mikhail Gregorenko, Radic Fasca, 
uh, Zegmus Gergensen, Cody CC, Tom Wilson, Thomas Hurdle, Tivo Teravine, and Andre Vaskaleski, Scott Lawnen, Mark Jankowski, Oli Mata, Mike Matheson, Michael, Su- Michael Malcolm Subban, Jordan Smaltz, Brandon Goss, Henrik Samuelson, Brady Shea, uh, Stefan Mateau, and Tanner Pearson. <laughs> Jesus. That's so, I mean, it, there, there's names in there, right? There, there's some decent names in there. But, but at, problem you, you can't sell it after you just talk about the, the 2011 one. <laughs> it's just no selling it. Three, four, five. Six out of the top ten are no longer on their teams. Uh, and then Forsberg <laughs> isn't on the team. I don't think Gregorenko is no longer in, in Buffalo. Fasca is still in Dallas. Gergensen, I'm pretty sure, is in Colorado. Oh, no, he's still in, he's still in Buffalo. CeCe's in Toronto. Wilson and Hurdle are both with Washington and San Jose. Tara Vinen's in Chicago. Or is in Colorado or mm-hmm. Carolina. Wow. He was in Carolina. Osileski. Actually having Tampa. a great fucking season. Just a just a just a side note. Terravon is just having a great season right now. Damon Severson was a second round pick. And then the third round, Frederick Anderson and Jornis Corpusillo. Wow. <laughs> hey man, I just I just noticed something. Um, you know, I'm checking the I'm checking the stats of the game, you know, on, on the internet right now. Um, and I noticed uh, that there were, you know, I, I saw a line, a line change going on. I mean, you might be able to believe this, but uh, David Backus is actually in the game. This is his first game since January 9th. He's back with the Ducks right now. Uh, I figured they would just – I almost figured David Backus was done. But, I mean, dude, kudos for them to for bring him back and, you know, give him a shot. You know, this team you desperately needs – <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is true, you know, but, uh, but man, I think, I think it's really awesome for them to, um, if, if they had a spot for, for, for a fucking veteran like that to come in and, and play a little bit more. I mean, you can kind of feel like this is probably his last season, you know, but the, the take off what, you know, over almost, we're getting close to almost a two month break, you know, since, since he played his last game was against Winnipeg back, back on January 9th. And, I mean, shit. And then even before that, the uh, you know, his, his previous game was December 31st. So, you know, what is that? The all-star break happened and then he didn't come back. If I'm yeah, basically. Mistaken. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's pretty cool that they were able to fit a spot in there for him. But, uh, you know, Dave, definitely not the, the St. Louis David Bacchus anymore. No, I thought that was. Close. I thought that was. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. You know, I, I didn't think I would see his name. I, I figured they just picked up his, you know, his um, contract. His contract just to, to help out the, uh, the the trade they made. But hey, man, that's. I mean, I think that's cool in my book. You know, give him a, give him a couple couple more games in. I mean, how many how many games has he played? Let's look that up. I mean, folks, there's there's no real update yet uh, as far as the game that is happening right now. He's at. Career games is at 944, so maybe they'll they can help him get to. Can they help him get to 950 if they play in the last what 15? How many, oh, how many yeah, games easily. left? Yeah, but I'm trying to think of how many games left they have, and can they really afford to throw them in? I oh mean, yeah, I, I mean they're dead. Like they're you know they're, what they're in the same spot we all are. I was about to say, you know what? It would probably be good for them to let him, to throw him in. You know, uh, <laughs> they're not they're not really in it to win any games right now, and uh, that'd be cool. You know. 
I don't really see him coming back next season and maybe finishing out your career over 950 games would be pretty cool. Damn. What we got. <laughs> what the fuck? That's a lot of All-Stars. Which one are you looking at now? <laughs> 10. Out of the, 10 out of the 30 first-round picks in the 2015 draft have been t- – have been uh, selected to an all-star game. Really? Yeah. Well, fuck you can it. make an argument that uh, Timo Meyer out of San Jose, Kyle Connor deserve an all-star nod. So you can make an argument that mm-hmm. two more deserved all-stars. But Sebastian Ajo, like the Sebastian Ajo, was yeah. picked in the second round. Second round, and he's uh, he's an all star, fourth or fifth in scoring this season. So Dude, imagine he was literally Toronto picked Travis Dermott <laughs> at thirty four, Carolina picks Aho at thirty five. Imagine a Toronto team with Aho. Well, yeah, Sebastian Aho. I was losing my mind at just the the weird, you know, the mere whiff of the um, the fucking Sebastian Aho going to Montreal. You know, wasn't gonna fucking happen, but. Fuck! You put it out in the media. Of course, I'm I'm gonna bite on it for like a couple of minutes, you know. Well, I mean, I think that was great planned by his agent. Yeah, to help him solidify the amount of money he was gonna get. Also, you know, staying with a team that he really is really you know fun and ground together. Yeah, he seems to like it in in Carolina. So, yeah, I mean, fuck yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I would have loved to see him well, you know, in Montreal. But well, obviously. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, it would be better than awesome. Kakeniemi. That is true. Right now, right now, I think Kakeniemi. Uh, if if we actually could develop this kid, I think he's got a great shot. He's just really like slender man, though. Yeah, I mean, we just don't we just don't have a great like our lines are are, are so just disorganized. Like I don't really see a great fit for him on on our you know any of our top uh, any of our four lines right now. Uh, where he could fit and actually gain any type of, you know, you know, knowledge from from teammates or anything like that. Like it was a great move to put him back down, but at the same time, and, and Laval, like, yeah, he's he's probably doing really good. Uh, I'm not I'm not gonna look that up for this fucking podcast, but he hasn't been doing that well. <laughs> Jesus, I, I would just I would just think that maybe he would get a better fucking, you know. Uh, he would get, he would get a little bit more ice time, and he would he would get a chance to to really develop a little bit more. People tell him like, "Hey, look, you can probably get away with this here. Uh, definitely not going to get away with it, you know, in the NHL. And maybe if you tried it like this, it would be a lot better for you." But I mean, fuck, dude, I would hate you know I hate these top these top draft picks to just fizzle out, you know. And if you don't fucking develop them, how can you? That's, that's Montreal's biggest problem. Being unable to to develop star talent that they draft. Yeah, we're almost better off um, pushing our draft picks away and then trading for these prospects that are fucking getting trained by other teams. Yeah, basically. It, it's it's tough to say it, but like you know, I I, <laughs> I could see it. You know, I could see us uh, really just just scooting by off of that. But you know, our next game uh, after. Well, when you guys hear it, you know, the next game that you – that we'll be looking forward to will be against the Vegas Golden Knights. It'll close out our uh, our away road trip with, if I'm not mistaken, 
today the Golden Knights are playing the Kings, so I would think that Flurry might play, and then maybe we might get to see a Robin Leonard versus hopefully, uh, Blackwood. hopefully Blackwood. I mean. Future teammates together. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard to Leonard to New Jersey. It would be I'm so all sad. about it. I'm right. all about it. Yeah. But, uh, looking at the 2018 draft, Darlene uh, Shefnikov, who should have been an All Star this year, Kakaniemi mm-hmm. Kachuk, Hayden, who got a gold medal for Team Canada. What? what? Uh, Zadina, <laughs> who is trash. Hughes, Bockfist, Kratzoff, and Bouchard. And then Wallstrom, Dobson. There's a lot of big names from that draft year that could come up in the next, like, three years and become, Uh, like, stellar NHLers. I mean, look at fucking Hughes, though, man. Like, this is his his fucking Calder, Calder the win, you know? Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, like, definitely blowing away uh, Kale McCarr right now. Uh, despite Kale McCarr blowing away whoever the whoever the fuck he uh, fleeced <laughs> the other day, I know you saw that. That was insane. No, it's an NBA. There's a lot of big names from like a lot of big names. <laughs> Ty Smith, our uh, our prospect. Yeah, who had eight goals or eight points the other day uh, for Spokane. Now holds the record for most points by a defenseman in a game for Spokane. He had like three goals and five assists. I mean, fuck, that's got to be just not just Spokane. It's got to be pretty damn fucking close to like the whole league. Like, Probably. But that's ridiculous. It's impressive. <laughs> Especially as a defenseman. Yeah. Well, well, I'm, excited. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens with this draft. Yeah, we. I mean, we definitely have a chance to. Uh, It'll be better than 2019 because 2019 was shit. Yeah, uh, truthfully, I wasn't really following him. I can't even recall who we picked other than uh, Hughes. You know, we didn't really do much outside of Hughes. Like this draft was so weak. Yeah. Like I, I, I would be very surprised to see a lot of these guys in the NHL. Like, there's a cut. There's a good handful. Uh, Suzuki. Foot, uh, Beecher, McMichael, Tomasino. Like, there's a lot of Canadians that I would expect. Uh, a couple of Americans like Caulfield, Knight, York, and Boldy. Like, the three that were picked right after each other, or the four right. that were picked. Uh, Zegris, I wouldn't be surprised. Turcotte, I wouldn't be surprised. It's just, it's a lot of the European ones that I'm just kind of like, you know, Holmstrom and uh, Jordan Foot from Sweden, uh, Thompson. I, I really think we're gonna see, but like, Hinola, not really sure where he'll fit with. There's just a couple of guys. There's one German prospect that, out of Detroit where I just I don't know where they're gonna fit. I don't <laughs> know where where they're gonna find like where they're gonna land. Right. Well, man, just a little off topic, but uh, so you know, uh, like like we were, I was talking about before we before we got on, you know, um, you know, Mardi Gras is over for us right now, so we, we have all this free time. We're not working really on the weekends. You know, it was like the first night we could really go out and do anything, and you know, we've worked so much we didn't really 
have planned. You know, we weren't looking forward to doing anything, but we ended up uh, going out to the bar, you know, just a little local bar, just kind of, you know, take the edge off of uh, just working so much. And uh, we got this fucking idiot-ass friend who just uh, goes just full send every weekend. Um, he comes back from a random Montreal vacation, you know, just spontaneous for some reason. I, I, I don't know how he just he just ended up over there. And this dude just comes over and just pulls out a water, Canadian bills. And here I am, you know, <laughs> if you listen to the last episode, I'm super knowledgeable about Canadian bills now. <laughs> and dude, I pulled him out of his hand. I'm like fucking looking. I'm like, you got a hundred? Like he didn't have a hundred, so I couldn't test the theory, but uh he did have a fucking loony on him. Um and I was I just thought it was funny. The guys were just like, you know, they were passing around looking at him just talking about how fucking cool, you know, uh, the bills are and, you know, how, like, basically, uh, you know, uh, I guess everything against, against except flames would uh, make them pretty much, uh, you know, undestroyable. Yeah. Plastic money. Who would have thought? Yeah, like they were pouring beer on it. I was like, that's ridiculous, guys. Like, you know, like, it's not fucking – <laughs> it's it's nothing's happening to it. It's just rolling right off of it. How did you yeah. not take a picture, like a video of this? You should have taken a video of it. I, I should have, dude, but I wasn't even in the right fucking mindset. I just, like, I instantly was just like, I just obtained so much knowledge about this. Like, <laughs> I just went on a fucking roll. I was like, well, man, Shane just fucking gave me a 15-minute lesson on fucking Canadian money. <laughs> you know, that, that friend, uh... He just, I don't know. I don't even really remember him after pulling the money out. He just gets so fucked up. He's got to find somewhere to sit. And then, you know, we found him towards the end of the night. But I was, I think I, I probably left earlier than they did. And I was just like, I'm fucking done. You know. <laughs> That's fair. But yeah. Um, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty funny considering I just, you know, <laughs> I just gained a little bit of knowledge the last episode and I was able to fucking throw it down on some fucking New Orleans kids. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, my cousin who was who was on uh, the uh, the the Dallas podcast not that long ago with me. Uh, he was like, "How the fuck do you know this?" You know, I mean, obviously, like I know, I know a, li- a little bit of things about Canada, but uh, but like this was was still pretty new to me. And I was like, "Dude, just listen to the last episode." So I'm sure we got a couple of new fans. I at least have checked out the last one, and hopefully, uh, future episodes. You know. Um, that's what's cool about this uh this little group that we're in. We have what thirty three different podcasts right now. Uh, you know, next season I already know of one that we're not speaking of that's that's coming out that that'll be new. But uh, I mean, you got Tales with TR and then Ice Analytics, which is like I, I, I listen to Ice Analytics and I, and I you know shout out to man fuck I forgot his name off the top of my head I don't remember. I, I feel like Billy Madison in, in kindergarten. Like that fucking meme where he's just sitting down. Like I feel like that listening to it. Like you don't. We don't really learn analytics for for NHL down here. So yeah, analytics is relatively new. Yeah. So uh, I, I get to listen to that, and uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that I feel stupid. I just feel like I'm learning. So yeah, that's all. All this is about, right? Learning. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, dude, every one of these podcasts. Uh, including the one that I'm no longer part of. Uh, they're still all good in their own um, and definitely worth worth a listen. Uh, even if you don't give a fuck about the team, you know, maybe you play fantasy like me. So, uh, so getting, you know, getting just a listen to them, hearing, hearing uh, specific players doing better maybe might help you. Maybe that's what we should do. We what? should do a fantasy episode, like a fantasy show. I've thought about it. <laughs> 
Yo, uh, I think I think yeah, that might be one of the things that comes out next year, guys. Is there could be a fantasy show? Yeah, uh, definitely. Like, if you guys would would like something like that, let us know. Um, you know, it's something I've definitely toiled with. Uh, it's something I would love to do. Uh, I've played fantasy now. Uh, I, I actually have the New Orleans Fantasy Hockey League. Um, you know, we fucking – I'm pretty good. And, you know, there's a couple of us that are really good. And then we have some filler spots. But uh, I'd really love to uh, next season have a a uh, hockey podcast and that league-wide uh, fantasy draft. Uh, maybe, you know, the people that do play, I'm, I'm not going to make people that don't know how to play or, or just don't choose to play play, you know, but like maybe a couple of guys in the, in the, you know, in the podcast community jump on and then maybe host one with uh with a couple of fans. I think that'd be pretty cool. But uh man, I, I'm not going to lie. I've thought about a fantasy podcast for a while. I think that'd be so sick. Yeah. So looking at the Flyers Rangers game today, I think it was today, uh-huh. all but one goal was scored on special teams. We had, you know, the first goal, Niskanen with a power play goal. Couturier with a power play goal. Wow. Raphael with a shorthanded goal. Derek Grant with an even <laughs> strength goal. Zabanajar with a power play goal. Connecting with a power play goal. Bunechvik. I always pronounce his name, but. Yeah, Bushnevitz. Uh, that's who it is. Uh, with a power play goal and Zabanajar with a power play goal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, that's fucking nuts. Uh but yeah, that Bushnevitz thing, like, like, dude, uh, there's these players' names are getting fucking out of control. Um, I mean, like, uh, until I learned this this trick that my cousin told me, like, the previous night, drunk about uh, Anthony CU, he was like, "Oh man, dude, I remember how to say it because it's like saying, uh, like, so nice to see you." And I was just like, "It's fucking. That's like retarded. That's, so true, that's like retarded, it? brilliant, but like." It made sense when I was drunk, and like now I'll never forget his name. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Like, so, like, definitely, if if, uh, if the Clink brothers are listening, you know, you'll never really have to talk about them that much anymore. But uh, definitely something like they, you know, uh, if if you think about it like that, it's something you can easily remember. Oh yeah, easily. Because I've butchered that name a Same. lot. Same. You know. Maybe maybe have uh like a little ten minute uh episodes during the off season figuring out how how to uh, pronounce names. easy easy ways to remember how to pronounce names like Michael Scott off the office just you know <laughs> associating something with him so he remembers it. I think that's gonna uh, we're gonna start to wrap it up now, folks. Uh, it's been it's been an interesting po- episode. You know, um, the game that's going on right now. I guess the Ducks is still uh one nothing Devils. So uh, you know, hopefully. By the time you guys hear this, you guys can wake up and listen to this with a, with another win. It would look good, but definitely we, we kind of want to lose. So it, it's kind of it's kind of weird, you know. You, you know what we're going on. You know we're trying to we're trying to keep the draft pick pretty pretty damn well, uh, at least where it's sitting. Uh, the next game we go into will be against the um, the the Knights on Tuesday, and then after that, you know, you'll have another episode with us, and then we'll go into playing. The St. Louis Blues, which is uh, hopefully we have a guest on for that. We'll just we'll just keep it right there. We'll just say we'll possibly have a guest. Yeah, maybe if we're lucky. <laughs> yeah, if uh, if if God, if the hockey podcast network's uh, voice God happens to bless us that uh, that Wednesday night, it would be really special uh, for the fans. But uh, yeah, I think we're gonna close it out right there. Uh, Shane, you got any last? Uh, Last note you wanna you wanna put out there? You got any more uh, drafts? 
no, I mean, I think everything speaks for itself is that this is an important off season for the team. And we'll probably continue that through our, our episodes heading down the, the stretch over the last like month and a bit. And yeah, I think uh, we'll just see what this team has in it over the next little while. Fair enough. Uh, Shane, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at Shane underscore Ryan 97 or at frozen biscuit 92. Uh, especially since lately since I've been doing a lot more than just sends. Um, and I'll probably, I'll, I'll continue to do more than just sends heading into the draft. It's going to be a lot of draft stuff. So definitely take a listen or check my pages out. Absolutely. Shane is, is, is a wonderful ad, uh, very informative, uh, host and now becoming a viral celebrity. <laughs> but, uh, <Not> quite. <laughs> to us, you are, uh, but you, uh, folks, you can find me, uh, Bayou Benders on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, just type in Bayou Benders. Uh, definitely give us an ad. Uh, both of us, give us a review on this. You know, if you guys like it, we would love to have a five, a five-star review. You know, it really helps the podcast a lot out a lot and, uh, go on and, and do that for the Senators podcast as well. I mean, fuck it, do it for all of them. Uh, it really helps us network out a lot. Uh, you know, you guys mean the world to us that you you even take the time to listen to us when there's there's the insane amount of, of podcasts there are now that you guys share a little bit of time with us means a lot to us. But um, I think we're going to close it out there. You guys have a great night. You know, hopefully you guys can wake up to uh, a win. Or if you, you're like uh, Shane and now me, who's looking for more, maybe more losses so we keep a really good spot, you know. But uh, we hope you guys have a great night, and we'll see you guys on Thursday. listening to the hockey podcast network on twitter at hockeypodnet new episodes every monday and thursday download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from